All right, welcome back to this episode of the Upper Room Family Podcast. I uh, and Julie got some great feedback on our do or our our don'ts for husbands and wives book. So we are gonna do another one, and this book will give us like probably a hundred different podcasts we could do on these topics. But today we're gonna have live reaction from Kyrie, who uh, has been on the podcast several times and is uh, unwed. A uh, single, <laughs> so she's going to be an observer and a reactor to Julie's and my banter on don'ts for each other, and see if uh, see if she thinks that these are applicable uh, for her future marriage. So you know, when you start thinking about like, okay, when I'm married, like, is that <laughs> applicable or not? Uh, is that too old school? Is that ah, oh, that's a little kind of creepy. I want your authentic reactions, Kyrie. So jump in whenever you want. Laugh, uh, cry, whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. I'm so, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Julie, do you want to start? You have a don't for uh, husbands. All right. So this is under general habits, and it says, don't keep your best jokes for your men friends. <laughs> Let your wife share them. I don't tell many jokes. <laughs> think you could keep your jokes to your men's friends. <laughs> like dad jokes through and through. You and Jack are you want to you want to be let in on the dad jokes. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's the advice. What do you think? Don't huh? I feel like sometimes like guys jokes among guys are like kind of crude. <laughs> so I'm like I don't know if I exactly want to hear them all. Or they're just nonsensical or you're like, okay, yeah, that's that's meant for it's so cheesy. I don't tell a lot of jokes, so you know. But I you do can... usually run them by you, and you usually just kind of roll your eyes sometimes. Yeah, I do. So All I was right. just saying, so I, don't, I don't agree with this. We're one. saying not you applicable. Probably keep them to your men friends. I do think you should have fun though. Like you should like tease each other at least some. Yes. Marriage. You know, which yeah. isn't exactly like joking, but maybe that's what they're. We went through a phase about. where you couldn't tease me at all, and because I'd just be mad. And I'm gonna get another one for that, but coming up. I guess it's lamb based David time. All right. <laughs> All right, I have one for you, Julie. This is from the section. Again, th these books are don'ts for wives, don'ts for husbands from like the 1900s. So uh, over 100 years ago. Uh, this is from section five of this book, Evenings at Home. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, don't omit the kiss of greeting. It cheers a man when he is tired to feel that his wife is glad to see him home. Do you like that? I do. You do? I do. I struggle with this one because you work from home and you're constantly okay. in and well, out of the house all the time. I work from home. Like, I, yeah, I, I am in and out of the house a lot. So it kind of goes along. But for those whose husband leaves for the entire day and comes home, I think this is really sound yes. advice to. So the one right previous to this one was uh, don't let him have to search the house for you. Listen for his latch key and meet him on the threshold. I have to get better at that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what my thoughts are on that. I think I think if you met me, like when I was working, there were times when I would come home and you would either be in the yard or you'd kind of be around or you would, you know, stop doing the dishes and come to the door and welcome me home and give me a kiss. And that was nice. I appreciated it. That's like maybe five times in our whole well, marriage. I really appreciated it those five times. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> oh, I better change my heart on that one. 
I did have this one for you. Don't rush out of the house in such a hurry that you haven't time to kiss your wife goodbye. She will grieve over the omission all day. <laughs> I'll tell you that is not true for me. You should, but I probably should. You'll grieve. I do not grieve. Wow. That's but, a long, like, 10-hour, 12-hour workday that you're just lamenting just... <laughs> <laughs> that your husband doesn't love you. Well, like, I'll be asleep and you'll kiss me on the forehead. I do. And I, I do kiss you every morning when I get up early. Yes. And I don't even know. You just... You don't. Not always. Sometimes you, you yeah. respond. I try to be better about weak. greeting you, though, and and making eye contact and smiling. I think it's really good advice. Like, husbands, don't be so quick to just leave and not, like, acknowledge your wife with a kiss. And mm -hmm. wives, like, when your husband returns, it's it's a great it's a great thing. Sometimes, I hope it's a great thing. Sometimes I prefer a hug, though. Sometimes yeah. a kiss is too personal. Mm -hmm. Just... Your love language is definitely like non-sexual touch, like hugs and yes. just a touch on the shoulder or something that's. Absolutely. So that would be probably too personal so early in the morning. <laughs> it's not a makeout session at 8 a.m. You know, or 5 a.m. You know, it's just a just a like kiss. That's why I kiss your forehead, because I, I feel yeah, like that's that's more in line with your love language. I think it's like like the one that the one that Dave read about. Like I think it's like part of like I don't know. I think it's I've I'm not married, but I've thought a lot about like when I'm married and like how I want to like structure my home and like all that kind of stuff. And so I think like one of like the great parts of like being a wife is like making your home a welcoming place for your mm -hmm. husband. So I'm like, if that's like a way to like welcome him and like show that you're like glad he's alive, <laughs> he's like back. Okay, so right in line with that. Before you I, get go to ahead, the next I'll one, hold on. I can't imagine. Don't greet him at the door with a catalog of the dreadful crimes committed by children during the day. <laughs> yeah, there was a. Season. I remember my mom. It was always my mom meeting my dad. Like my dad would come home, and like my mom, like we would have, I don't know, whatever we did as kids. But my mom would be like, "When your father gets home, you're getting a spanking." Like, and like, go up to your room until your father comes home and then dad would get home or something. And like, I could hear my mom going through the catalog of things like you need to address that. You need to address this person, you know, and I don't know. I used to, when you came home, would just be like, it's your turn. I'm done. I'm clocking out. And that was not a good thing or a good mindset to have. Yeah. I had to learn not to do that, to just unload everything like first thing when you come in and to. And to be like smiley and, mm -hmm. and not show how exhausted and tired that I am right now. Mm -hmm. um, and just learning you need the time to process because you also had a pretty rough day usually or just a mm -hmm. lot on your brain and you need to decompress. So I think that's really, really good advice to, you know, I think we both need to need to figure out ways to give ourselves time. And I think putting we, you know, for me, putting the kids to bed early is that's my time to finally be like take a breath of fresh air like if you let your kids rule your household they will they'll run you crazy if you let them and so that's something we've established is having early bedtimes and just having time for each other to have like quiet so mm -hmm. but that's a learning thing i think yeah so i agree i agree with that one it oh. takes practice <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody is ever like super stoked when the f- they see someone and the first thing they say is like, this is everything terrible that happened today. So, like, you know, yeah. that's probably good advice for, you know, for all right. of us. Yeah. And like, not that there's not a time, you know, because like you do, like if that was your life all day, you might want to share it and like be able to process some of it, but maybe not like, the first, you know, hmm. have some like positive interaction first. Yeah. And I think just not, I try not to talk negatively about my kids in general, especially to other people, but like making sure my emotions aren't heightened in the moment either. Like I have simmered down a little bit and I can talk objectively and tell you what's going on and I need you to address it, you know, calmly mm-hmm. instead of like ranting right first thing when mm-hmm. you come in. You yeah. Know. Welcome home, honey. Yeah. One of them says like, don't fuss, you know, like mm-hmm. when, when he first gets home. All right. What do you got for me? All right. Let's see. Don't always refuse to go shopping with your wife. Of course, it's a nuisance. (laughs) But sometimes she honestly wants your advice and you ought to be pleased to give it. Your stunned silence is very reassuring, (laughs) right? Like that's that's a Monsters Inc. quote. I'm saying you're trying to think of like, I do go shop like necessary shopping like grocery shopping or stuff i actually find somewhat enjoyable because we usually get out the two of us sometimes i enjoy shopping for what i'm going to eat for the week and i don't and julie doesn't so that's that's a little bit of a role reversal i guess for us that i i do enjoy doing the grocery shopping but i think it's when you shop with me we don't have a budget so that's really nice so i like shopping (laughs) with you when you're not with i'm a little i have i have to stay on the budget when i'm like oh dave's here what are we doing a little more like ah there's a fun yeah we should we should get that that might be fun um now like Plato's closet or like thrift store shopping. I don't ask you to come with me. I know. And if you did, I would rather gouge my eyes out. Like I just I don't enjoy spending an hour looking for a four dollar shirt that it's an experience. is a steal. It's you know? so much fun. You need two hours at Plato's and Styling because you gotta try it on. Gotta try it on, right, Curie? Mm-hmm. Yep. I wouldn't have asked you to do that with me. I know better. I send Sounds you like to you got Home a shopping Depot. partner right there. I send you <laughs> away. But we're talking like food. I don't think so. I think it's talking about like just shopping, shopping, like shopping. Yeah. That's like I would consider that like a large purchase for us. So if we went couch shopping, I would want to have a say because I'm going to have to sit there. You alone. you have an opinion about everything. So yeah, I can't really. Sh- Without you, that too honest. We're all about honesty on the Upper Room Family Podcast. Oh, I did a couple. Do you have another one for me? Shopping. Ugh. All right. Don't belittle your wife before visitors. You may think it a joke mm. to speak of her little foibles, but she will not easily forgive you. I don't think I do that very much, if at all. I don't think I talk no. negatively about you. you know, I think that's sage wisdom. Yeah, advice. husbands, don't belittle yeah. your wife who you've dedicated your your entire life to uh, through the covenant of marriage in front of other people. No, I think that's why I wanted to share. I think it's really important when, you know, there's something. I think there are times when we get on each other sometimes and we'll say it in public and it hurts more because your opinion matters and it's more personal, like when you make a joke or something about me and you haven't done it in a long long time because we've talked about it and how it hurts because it Mm -hmm. hurts when like i disrespect you in front of people and 
you know, so I think it goes both, both ways as a wife to not put your husband down in front of your husband when he says or doesn't do something, you know, and you blab it all out to everybody, you know, his soul has just gotten stomped on in front of all your Mm -hmm. friends. So I think this one goes, I think it's just good advice all around. I totally agree. It's like actually one of my, like in college a lot, I would see like when people were dating, they'd make a lot of jokes about the other person, but they were kind of like always like little digs. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, I ne- like I never want that. Like, I I don't want to do that. Like it's salt, like it's, it destroys trust. And like, you know, yes. like you have to, like you have to have your, like your person's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just know that some things are private between you two, you know, and you don't need to be bringing it up mm-hmm. again. So I like that. It's uncomfortable for everybody. It's uncomfortable yes. for the one who's being talked about. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, I think it's uncomfortable for the group like you, like you being a fly mm-hmm. on the wall. Like, yeah. this is kind of uncomfortable. Like, this sounds like something you two need to talk about, like privately. You know, and here you are just airing your dirty laundry for all of us to see. And you're like both kind of joking about it. But I could tell that she's laughing, but she's only laughing to hide the tears that she wants to actually cry. So, yeah, I think the only thing I can think of is I remember I made a dinner or something and it wasn't quite right. And like you said something, it wasn't a joke per se. And like everybody started saying, yeah, that doesn't taste quite right. And I'm sitting there like I'd prepared this meal for everybody to sit down to. And now I got like five people telling me, oh, yeah, it could have been better if you had done this. And then I'm just like, oh, well, remember that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's just like one of those things. It's like I'm, I know I'm not a good cook generally and I'm working on it. But like that would deter me from wanting to continue to pursue mm. being hospitable. You know, it's one thing to say it in private, like next time you know but you know it's just mm-hmm. and then i think at one point there was kids that were saying it, and i'm like i told them it's very rude to go to someone's house and i was you know and and say that to them you know over just keep remind you know mm-hmm. makes me think of a country song it's like talking about marriage and like the it's what i think the line says uh in eating burnt suppers the whole first year and asking for seconds to keep her from tearing up or something mm-hmm. like that um yeah, so I should probably not have said anything. Uh, it was a weak moment. I um, thank you. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, here's one for you, and this is this is not what you do, but this drives me nuts. Like Curie says, like when I see this, mm-hmm. Curie, it. Oh, I just want to. I just want to. I don't know. Scream. Don't nauseate your husband with talking quote baby all the time. <laughs> As baby's father, he will stand a good deal of it. But remember that there are other interests in the world. So I think. Oh, I read this wrong. I thought it was like when like a wife like talks like very baby like to their husband, like, oh, honey, oh, that's that's all right. You know, like (laughs) I can't believe I just did that on a podcast. But like, you know, like it's like don't don't treat your husband like a child. Right. Mm -hmm. Like and it's like you're talking down so i guess i i didn't read it all the way through i think what this is saying is like um like (laughs) don't keep nauseating your husband with we need we need to have a baby we should be making a baby because i think it says as baby father he will stand a good deal of it but remember there are other interests in the world other than babies which yeah there are other interests but that's a really big one that's a good one 
I thought it was saying that like don't I thought it was saying don't recount like every movement of the baby. Like if you're like, oh now Johnny like touched his nose and Johnny like opened his eyes and Johnny like oh, cooed. Maybe. Okay. That was my take. Okay. <laughs> but I think the husband should care about what she's going through or like what her day was about. Mm-hmm. You know? I yeah. know I sometimes feel like, you know, I try to ask David, how was your day? And then mm-hmm. hope that he'll ask me how my day was. <laughs> and, you know, my day wasn't all that, ex- you know, we did school. It's not really exciting, mm-hmm. but may- I don't know. It's interesting. So I got this one. Ready? Yep. Ready. Don't be surprised or annoyed or disappointed to find after treating your wife for years as a feather brain, that you, have, feather brain? That you have made her one. <laughs> And that she fails to rise to the occasion when you need her help. How do you okay walk walk us through that again? A fe, uh, don't treat your wife as a feather brain. Just somebody who can't do something. That's how I take like, that. Like oh, you can't do it right, you, or you're not as like good ditzy. as a man. Like a little ditzy. Okay. You know, and and then because you've done that, and like she believes it, she, she believes, believes that it, she's incapable. And now she is a feather brain. Yeah, she's incapable of doing tasks, you know. And then you want her to rise up and come out of that, but you keep speaking that that I think if you call like her a her down, like if you keep calling her a feather brain or calling her dumb or ditzy, her. and and you're surprised that if those are the words that you are spilling into her life, mm-hmm. that she's not going to actually become those things. I think that about children too. When you tell your kid that they're dumb, that they're mm-hmm. stupid, I can't believe you did that. Mm-hmm. That is what you're saying. Or just saying, like, into. that's so stupid. Why would you do that? Right. You know, like words like that. Yeah, and, words hurt. And so, and not realizing that, that that's what you're sowing into them to become because mm-hmm. they start to not have confidence. You know, there's, you should have teaching and training and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you belittle someone so long, they 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 think, oh, well, I I can't make a good supper, or mm-hmm. I can't, you know, build a table, or I can't organize, you know, mm-hmm. a Bible, st- whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know. If so, I think it's, I yeah, think you don't plant it. corn and then be surprised that corn grew. Yeah, and just be mindful of what your words are that they have power, especially from a spouse mm-hmm. or a parent-child relationship. Um, you know, I always thought. I was never good or smart enough to read the Bible, for instance, you know, so I never did until I was an adult and, you know, constantly being told that you need a pastor to read it and to understand it, to fully grasp it. I, you know, I was never confident enough until Mm -hmm. I think we moved away. I, when we moved away is when I first read my Bible and it has transformed my life. But if you believe that you're incapable of understanding it on your own without Mm -hmm. somebody else helping you, how will you live your life thinking I always have to have somebody tell me, you know, how to understand God's word when in truth I have the Holy spirit. And if I mm-hmm. ask him, he will give me the knowledge through reading through maybe podcasts or books, you know, those things happen all the time. Yeah. When I'm reading something, I'm like, Lord, I don't understand what that meant. And then, you know, so I think just going back to this one, what you're speaking into people's lives, little by little, they will be come. So mm-hmm. I try to speak blessing into David as much, you know, I'm not perfect by any means and into my kids and not talk down to them in front of people because what I say matters Mm -hmm. and has huge impact in their lives. 
So I keep telling my kids, have babies, have grand. I want to be a grandma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're going to be great. You know, do the things, do hard things. It's like the verse that says, like, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And so mm -hmm. like, if you keep giving someone all those thoughts, like, that's what they're going to, that's what they're going to become. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was at a conference lately and they talked about like bug spray and they're talking about specifically for like wives and husbands, but it like, it applies to everything. They're saying like every time, like, so like, say you like tell your husband, like, I want you to like do more of this, or I want you to like be better at coming home and like playing with the kids. We'll just use that example. And then like every time he does it, you're like, Oh, I, I hate that game. Or like, Oh, like you're too loud. Or like, it's mm -hmm. like, it's like spraying right. bug spray in his face. And when you spray bug spray in somebody's face, they take a step back and then another step back. And that's such yeah. a good point. Like never being happy or content with something. Yeah. Like you've asked somebody to do something, but then they do it and then you're still not happy mm -hmm. with how they did it. It's like, shut your mouth. <laughs> Just like let them father, let them do the thing and mess up, you know. Mm -hmm. I've got one more if you've got one more. Dave. I've got two left, I was gonna Ooh. say. All right, cool. Um, so I'm trying to figure out which one I wanna end on. Um Do you want me to do mine real quick? No, thinking. this one won't take long. Okay. And okay. then you, I can end on the other one. Oh, no. All right. I laugh at this one because this happened to my parents early on in their marriage, and it it took a very long time to forgive. Oh, no. But it's kind of hilarious. All right. Don't get angry if your husband says that he never now tastes cake like that his mother used to make. Write and ask her for the recipe. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so if i tell you julie that your cookies aren't don't taste like my mom they will cookies. never taste like your mom she's got the famous cookies i don't even try so you should write her and ask her for the recipe so that you can match it so i think so what happened with my parents is um I think that's exactly what happened is my mom made something and my dad said, oh, it's he I think he's, he made the comedy. He's like, it's good, but it's not like my mom's. And that little phrase has. I don't know, it's been a running joke, I think, but I think there's a lot of grain of like truth and like hurt from the joke, because I think for a long time it was something like that, like hurt, right? Like it's like I poured my heart and soul into this, this is how I made it like it's not. Okay, it's good, but it's not as good as like my man's, my husband's mother's. And so now I'm trying to live up to my mother-in-law's standard on there's this a, thing. There's a reason I do not bake our chocolate chip cookies because mm -hmm. they will never taste like your mom's, but they taste great frozen in the freezer. <laughs> all sorts of other different cookies, but I will not touch yeah. the chocolate chip. Yeah. <laughs> she's got that one she owns it so ladies if your mother-in-law makes a good stew humble yourself and ask her for the recipe oh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right this one don't, right. don't omit don't omit mm. to bring home an occasional bunch of flowers or a few chocolates mm. your wife will value even a penny bunch of violets for your thought of her I agree with this, but it doesn't happen very often. Your children bring you a penny bunch of violets from the yard. <laughs> um, and I don't go anywhere, you know, like I, like you said, I work from home. So you split wood um, quite often around the wildflowers. I guess I'll start picking you some wild violets. Uh, bring them into the house. 
Uh, no, but I do think this is really good wisdom, like unexpectedly, not always on just the expected dates of like a birthday, an anniversary, huh. Christmas. I have a disdain for the expected. So, yeah, he knows yeah. that. I do not like yeah. obligatory. You have to get me something on these days because then I will think I have to. I think we're pretty. I think I do pretty good in the summers. Like if we go to Shore Sisters or um you know somewhere like even aldi or something you're like oh those wildflowers like you know it's yeah. we usually come home with some yeah you could do a little better okay <laughs> challenge accepted <laughs> <laughs> i did buy you a what is it called a hibiscus what, a, a pinky a winky a hydrangea hydrangea you did you did and brought that home but I it's like a potted plant not like for the house but that was like a splurge see when you go shopping with dave you splurge i went to the greenhouse and had a budget all right that's another episode for marital finance and spenders and savers oh so nice if i had been able to pick out the hydrangea but i appreciate that you did because <laughs> like some people gifts other love languages i feel like it's really important that you like make sure you do that with some people like so service, you're like quality times. So yes, like, you need to learn your spouse. Yeah, so like sure. maybe they don't give you flowers all the time, but they like chop wood for you or like, you know, they like make a priority to come home and like talk to you at the end of the night. Don't say those things, Kiri. You're telling me that him chopping wood is like a bunch <laughs> of flowers. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I know. I'll take it. <laughs> but I must have a bunch of flowers of all the chopped wood you chopped. Look at that big pile of wood out there. There's two big oh. piles. You'll have six before winter. I really don't think he winter. was thinking about me. All right. Last one. Now, Kiri, I may get uncomfortable during this one. Will I get uncomfortable? No. Okay. I'm just kidding. All right. But don't be shy of showing your love. Don't expect him to take it for granted. A playful caress as you pass his chair, an unexpected touch on the shoulder makes all the difference between merely knowing that you care for him and actually feeling it. I agree. Yeah. But I think my love language is somewhat personal touch. But I can't, yeah, like you said. Well, non-sexual personal touch yeah. or affection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That so speaks, that speaks men to me more. like me walking by and smacking Ju Julie on the rear end. That would not, which I do often. <laughs> That's why I said Kiri's going to get uncomfortable, <laughs> which I do often. But like it's. So what would you prefer? Like if, if this was reversed, like me subtly touching you, you would rather just a touch on the arm or like around your waist or something like that. And around my neck or playfully playing with my hair mm -hmm. or something like that. Would be better. With no expectation of reciprocity later in the evening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just need you to feel like you like me aside from the other things you <laughs> look forward to. You know? right. So, yeah. I mean, that's just me, though. It's not everybody. I think it's important. Like, just you know, like if that's the only time that you're physically intimate with each other, but there's no other like sort of like physical touch in a relationship, I think that's. You feel used. Yeah. If that's the only time that right. like, oh, yeah. Then, then you're like, you just feel empty inside if right. that's the Like, only I know time. he loves me, but is it only because of sexual relations in our marriage or is it like all mm -hmm. the time? And if you kind of playfully or just, you know, like it said, like caress each other as you're sitting there or, mm -hmm. you know, if we're 
if you're reading a book and I just slide my hand through your hair or something, you know, once or twice, and then, mm-hmm. you know, say, hey, I'm, I'm going to bed, you know, like that, those little touches, I think, um, mm-hmm. mean a lot and show, you know, feel that you're loved. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think, you know, all too often we don't do that. I think mm-hmm. we just want to go for the big show kind of stuff. Not us in particular, but just in general. Big dance. <laughs> but, but I think that goes a long way into filling your wife's cup, you know, because, I mean, we desire, I desire to be loved and to feel loved. And that's, you know, not going to happen. Men are a frying pan and women are a crock pot. Pretty much. So, men, mm-hmm. if you want to make it to the big dance, as Julie just said, like it's a slow. And to participate. It's like a slow burn, right? Like it's a slowly cooked meal. Like, and I think you're, I think what you're saying is like those small touches just build affection, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, produce just this, this deeper bond throughout the marriage and throughout the weeks and over the months. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what's really important. And yeah. So I guess you got to keep kissing me in the morning when you leave and I need to meet you at the door. (laughs) Every time you come in for lunch and then for second lunch and then for just random. I had a break. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I like leave and he's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to the park. (laughs) I don't need to kiss you every time I leave the house. (laughs) I'll work on that. Well, Kyrie, what did you learn today? Anything that you can take into a future relationship for? wisdom just watch out for people treating me like a feather brain if they do i'll become a feather brain (laughs) (laughs) i'm dating someone and he's treating me like a feather brain probably don't want to go down that road amen amen (laughs) run away all right well thanks for joining us uh hopefully this is as entertaining as it is to record i love doing (laughs) these little books and uh hopefully you all enjoy it there is plenty more where that came from um Thanks again for joining us, Kyrie, and thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day.